You know the drill. You're making out. You start feeling your way downtown. One of you wants to make a move to Cunnilingusville, but you don't have protection. Dental dams are hard to use, hard to come by, and condoms taste like, well, condoms. Hundreds of millions of people worldwide have STIs that can be transmitted via oral sex. So let me introduce you to Laurels, a first-of-its-kind product that provides protection, sexy style, and comfort. And it tastes like vanilla. Laurels for protection are FDA-approved for STI protection during oral-based activities. And Laurels for pleasure are the perfect cross between sexy lingerie and kinky toys. These thin and incredibly stretchy, single-use, silky latex undies are worn during fingering, rimming, oral sex, tribbing, and more. Head over to mylaurels.com to get your four-pack today. Be sure to use my code for a discount at checkout. What's Your Position Podcast. All one word. And remember, stay safe, stay kind, and stay sexy with laurels. What's Your Position podcast may contain adult themes, sexual discussions, and strong language. We want everyone to be educated, but we are intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Live from WYP Studios in Huntington Beach, California, this is What's Your Position. On today's show, Ashley talks part two with adult film actress Jessica Drake. Pornography is supposed to arouse sexual desire. If pornography is a crime, when will they arrest makers of perfume? Now your host, Ashley Weller. Welcome, fellow humans, to part two of my conversation with mattress actress Jessica Drake, living legend. Did you know that she has won 26 awards for her acting and directorial uh, uh, prowessness? She's a director, too. No, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. 26. 11 of them were AVNs. She won Performer of the Year and Best Actress at the AVNs. I know. It's amazing. We talk about that in the last episode. We also touched upon... (laughs) I came up with a way to say, instead of an aha moment, I think I've come up with a way for this podcast to kind of um, reveal like that big brain moment. And it's the, oh yeah, moment. (laughs) Even I wasn't ready for that, listeners. <laughs> it was talked about in the last episode with Jessica Drake, and I made her laugh so hard when I did that. It was that's cute. You, you, you two have like an inside joke now. We do. That's cute. It's really adorable, actually. Nice. It's very adorable. We always also talked about her OnlyFans. Uh, we talked about her sex ed films, the uh, Jessica Drake's Wicked Guide to Sex, and her sensual line of lubrications. Peach is the one she's going to be sending me in a gift basket. That gift basket is also going to include a very special prize for one very lucky listener or viewer. Uh, And we will get into that in this episode of the Jessica Drake podcast. I'm really excited. She owns this podcast now? 
the second part this <laughs> episode like oh, it's her, this of is her the podcast. Jessica Drake episode. series there you go. series of, of podcasts you go. that we're doing. Uh, and uh, <laughs> this episode, we're also going to talk a little bit about um, her charity work in a little more depth. We learned that she's from Texas. We learned that she loved dancing, still does. She actually just finished up a residency in New York where she was uh, a guest stripper for a night. Could you imagine seeing like your favorite porn star strip I've on stage? I've heard a thing. Yeah, it big time. Yeah, they pay big money and yeah. they pay you to fly. Not everybody does it. No, no, but they. she says that she loves to come out and sign autographs and dance for people. And she usually spends about four times longer on stage than most of the guest star strippers that come out. So Next time she's out here, let's get That's on the, what I uh, the said. guest list. I know. That's what I said. <laughs> exactly what I said. I was like, the next time you do one in LA, and she's like, well, I don't really do them in LA because I like to travel. And I was like, all right, that makes sense. I think one goal for this podcast is to have a booth at the Ooh. AVNs. Ooh. Don't they have like a, don't they do like a, like a, you know, I don't uh, know. A convention part that of it. That is a fantastic question. I think question. they do where like all the stars come out and they sell themselves basically in their wow. products. Yeah. Okay. That's a great fucking idea. If anybody knows about yeah, the AVNs. Jinx. Yeah. <laughs> Jinx, one is it? We also in this episode discuss something pretty huge. Um, she says that and it's not her boobs, not her boobs, which are actually normal size. Okay. Uh, we discuss something that she has not yet disclosed on any of her sites, even on her Instagram. She says the well for the first time ever. I can tell you that. Yes. Again, again, listeners, if you're from part one, I, I still don't know. I'm not, I'm I haven't listened to it. This, stoked. I gotta I'm go edit stoked. All of I'm this. so excited that she revealed this to us. Um, and then we also wanted to discuss ethical porn and what that means. So that is part one. Part two um, is just juicy, juicy details where I ask her her favorite porn scene she's ever filmed and she gives me two uh one of which i've seen um we talk about how she is the first actress in a porn um to have sex with a transgender individual and she did the first ever trans gangbang um and why she left wicked um because they got new ownership and wicked used to be actually um the first and only porn company that ins- that allowed for condom use like this we're known as the porn company that uses condoms in huh. all of our scenes they actually got bought by a larger company and that company said if you want to use condoms you can go somewhere else wow so she did okay she went to only fans thanks but no thanks it's one of her barriers. Um, we talk about who she is as a person, um, her sexual identity, uh, relationships that she's had, what we don't talk about, and what I would really encourage the listener to go and look into is something that I think, producer Robert Maine, you're going to just be so thrilled. She was one of the women to come forward about Trump before the election. She named him in a lawsuit that involved sexual harassment. All right, here it goes. Sexual (laughs) accusations. And she was a witness to the Stormy Daniels case. Wow. And she talks about it when she talks to my students, but she does say it's one of the most difficult things for her to discuss. Um, It lost her about a third of her fan base. Um. It cost her a lot of friends and she thinks it may have cost her a little bit more um, than that. 
but she doesn't talk about it on the podcast and she was grateful that I didn't bring it up. Um, she gets visibly upset when she discusses it. Now you brought it up. Well, yeah, but it's not. <laughs> no, she doesn't have to talk about it. I'll do it for her. Yeah. But people it's out should, there. People can look at Oh, yeah. It. When yeah. you look up Jessica Drake, it's one of the first three it. things yeah. that comes up is is her lawsuit against oh. Trump. She was just very discouraged when he won. Oh, what well, a fucker. Fuck well, I'm glad she did it. Fuck that Me guy. too. Yeah, I was so proud of her. We always tell her how proud we are. And it's an emotional moment when she talks to the students about it. And wow. um, I didn't want to bring it up again on the podcast because it was a fun, lighthearted podcast. And but I just wanted to let the host let the thank you. Let the listener and the viewer know that there is a little more depth in there if you wanted to dig a little deeper. Uh, and I really, really hope you enjoy part two of the Jessica Drake episode. Without further ado, take well, us give, away. Hold on, give a little more what? The song just started. Like uh, check us out on Instagram. Oh, uh, do you do it. Okay. Well check us out on Instagram. Check me out on Instagram, Ram Martin Media. That'd be helpful. Um, Laurels. You'll hear an ad if you haven't heard it already. Love Laurels. We've got our Laurels here with us right now. I just started the song. You gotta get a little... Laurels uh, is undies for oral, for rimming. Um, Comes in this cute little package. It's really adorable. Um, You usually get a four pack. You can pick pleasure or protection. They are FDA approved. I like that butt. Right? It's a good butt. They are made of FDA approved latex for protection against STIs. Um, they're great. Oh. Yeah, keep sorry. Yeah. They're great for rimming, they're great for tripping, they're great for oral sex, they're great for anyone who doesn't enjoy the feeling of stubble on their vagina. I, that was the thing you I don't think you've brought up yet. Not yet. I just saw the little dude with a beard and says Some stubble. people have a really hard time with that. I've I've run into both. I've run into I girls bet. that really like it. Or and really then they're hate like it. Don't do I like it, but I don't want you to do it. It's like, oh. But with laurels, I can. (laughs) That's enough. Uh, While you are listening to the second episode, go have yourself a Four Sons beer. Uh, In your laurels. Just your laurels. Just your laurels and your Four Sons beer. And unfortunately, our, uh, our video of just a slideshow of us. But, you know. Sometimes porn is in the eye of the beholder. You could open two tabs at once. <laughs> you totally could. It's the future. It is the future. I saw a flying car yesterday at the air show. Jeez. I'm fucking blown away. Anyways, we love Jessica Drake. Go get ready to listen to part two. There's a big drop. And at the end of this episode, I will give you the statistic of the day because you've been hanging for two weeks. Wait, wait, wait. What was it again? Uh, in 2018, Pornhub uh, remind or told us that there was six percent of their viewers were women. What is that percent today? And I said twenty five percent. Said twenty five. So let's yeah. guess in. I think Kevin said twenty eight, and I think Jessica said sixteen. Well, we'll all, all listen right now. <laughs> we will. It's in this part of the episode. Go okay. listen. Enjoy. to the bathroom after sex, towel between your legs, desperately trying to keep the freshly delivered load from dripping down your leg and onto your hardwood? Well, worry no more. 
Awkward Essentials introduces the drip stick, or as I like to call it, the cum sponge. This medical grade sponge sucks up jizz before it sneaks onto your sheets. Visit awkwardessentials.com today and use my code WYP for a 10% discount. They offer numerous products for all types of fun fluids. Keep your shorts semen free and use my code today. That's WYP and save 10%. Awkward Essentials, making bodily fluids less awkward. Welcome back, fellow humans. We are here with Jessica Drake, uh, porn star, mattress actress extraordinaire. <laughs> and we are at 1886 Brewery, where I come for office hours. And they graciously allowed me to record our podcast here after um, Jessica did a presentation for my class uh, today. So I am literally using and abusing her until she is out of energy. I have only given her French fries. She's starving. The poor, poor thing. Consensually, of course. <laughs> Consensually, <laughs> of course. Um, I would like to discuss squirting. What do you want to know? So, recently I have had a lot of individuals ask me questions about what it's made of. Okay. And there is so much controversy over this. Yeah. Where it comes from, what it's made of, who can do it, who can't why it happens. So let's start with the basics. It comes from the skein's gland and also from the urethra. Sure, and it contains some of the same components or ingredients that are in urine. And in my experience and my talking to other people, we've tried to come up with a flavor profile, if you will, and- I almost just joked on my beer. And some call it akin to buttery popcorn. Now, I don't know if I really share that belief, but I, I, don't, Interesting. Re- I, I don't really argue it. Like, every time I taste it, I think more about it. Don't you feel like it's kind of like jizz in that every person's tastes different? Definitely. Okay. Yeah. In your experience, can everyone squirt? No. Thank you. Thank you. Not thank you. Thank. I'm saying thank you because... You look right at me. I'm sorry, but there's... No, because I do sometimes, and there's other people that I know that do it every time. There's some people who have never done it before. I don't want anyone feeling like they are broken. Right. If they can. Also, if they can. Also, some people just don't like it. Also, some people did it for the first time on accident and never want to do it again. Also, some people don't like that type of stimulation. I mean, the first time it happened to me, it was completely by accident. I was mortified about the situation. No, I was mortified about the situation. No, because if I feel like if I would have been on camera, it would have been more of like a party trick. It was like, but it was long before I got into the industry, and it wasn't so much like a geyser as it was just a a gush of a lot of extra fluid. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't like projecting everywhere. It was just leaving puddles everywhere. Mm And the guy I was with was like, oh, that's so cool. He was like, <laughs> he was like I'm the man. Like, he was so excited. And, and in the meantime, I just, I wasn't really too sure about it. Like, to me, it felt 
good but weird yeah. and made a lot of mess. So I didn't yeah. know initially if I liked it. But the, the problem here, and it's like when we talk about G-spot, squirting and ejaculation and things like that, there isn't enough actual scientific Thank you. research out there or studies that we've done and followed over time. There just isn't enough information out there. And that's why, like, lately, I'm sure you've seen all this stuff mm-hmm. circulating on Instagram, like the misinformation graphics, and they're like, come to find out there's no such thing as squirting. I'm like, mm, my friend, my no, friend, I'm here not. to tell you, you are wrong. You are. <laughs> I just read an article the other day that was like, science has proven that squirting is made up of mostly urine. And I read the article, and it was three women. Okay. Peeing in a cup. Right. Three women, <laughs> and they injected blue dye into their urethra, and then they had them have sex with a man with a condom, but then halfway through the sex, two of the women said, I don't want to have sex with the condom anymore. The researchers didn't stay in the room because they wanted to give them privacy. They removed the condom, so the urine could have been from the man because he had no condom on anymore, and just the fact that there was blue dye in the ejaculate that came out of the female, they said, oh, it's all urine. Okay, okay, okay. But yep. ha- nope. I call bullshit. I, immediate bullshit. Because when you have a UTI and you take that a- azo pill or whatever it's called that dyes your urine, it also impacts your vaginal, vaginal discharge. Fluid. Yes, it does. So I don't think that there's a way to control where that blue dye was at all. Mm-hmm. So I object. I object. A thousand percent. I object. And I get absolute bullshit. I agree that there is probably proteins in there that, and there's probably is some pee in there because there is sure. right next to the urethra, but the skein's gland is an actual fucking gland and it actually secretes fluid and women really do ejaculate actual protein Agreed. and not just pee. Agreed. So it isn't pee in your face, it isn't pee in your mouth. Unless you like it. Unless that's what you want. And then you couldn't have that. And then just do that. Yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Did you ever do squirting on camera? For a film, not, intentionally as like a Jessica nope. Jessica Drake squirting. Nope, not intentionally. Anytime it ever happened, it was by complete and total accident. Okay, complete and total accident. But yes, there are incidents of squirting on film. So we're gonna get into my statistic of the day. Okay, cool. Um, and it has to do with... The percentage of french fries I have consumed at this table. The number is 97. <laughs> it actually has to do with... So Pornhub, which is a very large porn website, conducted a massive, massive survey of their users. And it's one of the largest research studies we have on consumers of porn but because it's just one porn website I want to give the disclaimer that it doesn't necessarily represent all porn users but it is the largest one we have so that's the one we use of the people who consume porn what percentage is women online what percentage of porn consumers is women you have to go first, yeah. 28. 28, says husband Kevin Weller. I don't think it's 
far from that, but I think it, the question and the source are mm. going to be fairly contradictory because I'm going to go with a lower percentage of women users on Pornhub, but I would say if we could zoom out, I think that the percentage of people who identify as women who watch porn online would be a little higher than that number. But I just think that Pornhub is just so skewed towards... I do too. I mean, that's I mean, what I think. I could be wrong, but... There are so many websites now that are for women. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that in just a second. Thank so you for the segue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. what's your number? By my body count? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, right. We're still not. Right. We're still the percentaging of body. The day, of Jessica. course. Get with it. God. Um, so for, for that website, I'm going to say 14. Okay. I'm going to reveal the statistic right now. It's 32. What did you say? 28. Oh, you were very close. Yeah, but you probably would have been closer if you would have edged yourself up a little. Oh, I love to, to edge a- myself up <laughs> I know. Bit. We're going to segue to We're not. We're Aww. actually going to segue to another E word, though, which is ethical porn. So it made me realize today in the class when you said, does anyone know what ethical porn means? And two people, me included, raised their hands. So I think we need to give our listeners a little bit of education about what ethical porn is. Now, I've looked up some websites. Make love not... What the fuck is it? Not porn. No, you're gagging. Why are you gagging? Tell me why. So it's it's not necessarily that I'm gagging, and I don't want to yuck someone's it's a, yums. <laughs> but when to use one of my favorite phrases, when that website first came out uh, as an industry, we found it really offensive. It's a lot of amateurs sending in their videos, um, right? I mean, but that's not what's offensive about it. It's literally that it's called "Make Love Not Porn." Oh shit! Sort of saying that there's something wrong with, with inherently porn, wrong and with like porn, yeah. let's try to instead emphasize erotic all about love and that's cool if you're into it that's fine like kudos but we didn't as an industry we were a little prickly to Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. when it first came out so I think they've tried to massage their messaging a little bit even to be more inclusive of porn it stigmatized it really was but like I think they've under gone like a recent rebrand to even come out and say hey we're not against porn like I think they had to say something not so somebody said something and they're like that sounds really good we'll name it that sure yeah yeah and then they came out and they're like okay oh shit walk that back a little bit what about belt I can't say it right either bellissima bellissa maybe belly bell maybe so I've heard great things about them this is what they say ethical porn is, and I would love your opinion on okay. this. They say that ethical porn is consent, mm-hmm. legal age. Duh. I just think. I mean, I th- ooh, I want to say that goes without saying. Come on. Incest free. <laughs> mm, debatable. I think that's shaming. Chemistry. Mm, okay. Safety. Yes. Communication. Yep. And compensation. Definitely. So they are the only website I found where they say we are incest free. So basically, and like you said earlier today, faux mm. which is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're clearly not brother and sister or step anything. They're obviously actors who are being paid to pretend that sure. they are what they are. That's why it's porn, that's why it's fantasy. 
How do you feel about them saying that ethical porn has to be incest free? Yeah, that feels a little shamey shamey. to me. Yeah, it feels a little shamey to me. It feels a little yuck my yums. Um, And I I say that also saying that I don't do faux cest porn. Like it is my choice to not produce content like that, even though I get requested by people to do that so often. They want custom videos where I'm their stepmom and I walk in on them masturbate, whatever. Like, I get asked for it plenty of times, but it's just really not me. That being said, I think that you can still enjoy faux-cest and you're still watching ethical porn. It doesn't depend on the content of it. It depends on how the performers are being treated. And how do you know? So if you're going to a site like, let's say, Pornhub or um, um, help me. X and XX. Like, if you're going to these websites, how do you know what you're watching is ethical? Yeah, it's really hard when you're on websites that started out as tube sites that just yeah. stole all of our content. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I have a story about that too. I did a huge movie for Wicked years ago called Fallen. Fallen. Well, one and two. So we this did. This is what she won. Fallen one. At, at best actress for ladies we, and gentlemen. We did and best DP sex and scene and best too. DP sex scene. Um, Thank you very much. But we we did maybe on the first one three hundred and fifty thousand dollar budget. Okay. Wow. Before that movie hit the shelves, because DVD. Um, before that movie hit the shelves, it was uploaded on tube sites everywhere. So it's really hard to say that it's it's hard to know what is ethical on a site whose origins were never ethical to begin exactly. with. Exactly. So you There's might random people uploading their video. Yeah. You don't know where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. I will say this though, and I'm two years ago, maybe three years ago, I think I would have spoken about tube sites even more harshly or even more differently than I do today, I will say this, the one we've been talking about has definitely taken strides to make sure that their platform is safe right. for users and for viewers right. in a way where, I mean, obviously it's They've necessary. They've taken down a lot of content that is potentially as they trafficking. should have. As they already <laughs> should have. But anything that looks like it's in a motel room, anything that looks like they're not validating the age of the person. And age validation is a huge thing. I think a lot of people don't really realize how important it is, how... All of the, like, celebrity sex tapes, they're all bullshit because you can't release a sex tape for the general public unless you have releases. Mm-hmm. You have to have this. Like, it, people don't get it, but like, you have to have it. It's so, not leaked. They're doing right, it intentionally. On, on purpose, mm-hmm. yeah. Kim K, looking at you. You connect and you, the rest, And the rest of them. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's... But I will say this about the website we were talking about. They have done a lot lately to hire ambassadors to represent their brand in a way that they never did before. They've done campaigns for public awareness and charities and things like that to clean up their image and their reputation. And I will have a wait and see attitude about it, but I will say it again. It's super hard saying what is ethical 
on a website. So then where that do didn't people begin go? That way. Well, here's here's what I think people should do, and it isn't just because of me and my OnlyFans. Um, <laughs> I really do want to tell people that the very best way to ethically consume adult content is to follow your favorite performers, mm -hmm. join whatever platform they use, whether it's OnlyFans or Clips for Sale or Just for Fans or whatever that is. Support them on that level. If they happen to go to work for a company or they're contracted to someone that they're absolutely head over heels with and like they really believe in this company and they're promoting it, chances are that's an ethical situation. Yeah. You know, so I think it's really important to pay attention to the performers. They will tell you when they're not happy with yeah. someone. <laughs> right, right. And OnlyFans is something that you're completely standing. Like, you love OnlyFans. It's, Absolutely love it. Yeah, it's changed It changed how you mm -hmm. do mattress acting. Oh, completely. Um, completely. And it's given me a way during the pandemic to stay very close to fans that I wouldn't have been able to stay so close to otherwise. Do we think there will be a Jessica Drake gangbang on OnlyFans in the near future? We do. We do. We do. We can clearly say this. Everyone rejoice. Rejoice all. Rejoice all. I have I have seen a, a Jessica Drake gangbang in the past and was it's it's very like there's Feral. a <laughs> That was not the word I was gonna use. Beautiful was the word I was oh, gonna th use. Thank you. Because everyone looks like they're having a really good time. <laughs> Apologies for the feral comment, but that's feral how is for, it's that's fair. how I feel. Well, what happens is a lot of the time when I do um, a gangbang or a group scene I love that you or keep big, looking over your shoulder or a big orgy or whatever. Um, anytime I do that, it's generally because I'm considering working with a new person. Oh. Okay. So you will see in my bigger scenes, people that I've never worked with before, like, oh, suddenly they're in this big group scene. Why? So I can try them out. And if things don't work, I have like 10 other people right. to choose it from. And so. then you can say, look, that person did not but tickle then, my fancy. But then they I'm not have other places to exactly. go to as well. Yeah. So it, it isn't as obvious if I try someone and then if it doesn't work, then I'm not banging them for the rest of the scene like that would be awkward yeah. you know but then they have other things to do with other people so do you think you could direct and act in a scene like could have you done that that's a great question yeah I mean I did a I directed and starred in a movie called three days in June and it was probably so I'm doing an anal scene and I'm directing and I have a G4, the gaming network, out, like covering me directing oh, gotcha. this uh -huh. movie. And then I have other like mainstream press. So I remember being in reverse cowgirl in an anal position. I had my crew face the monitor to me so I could keep an eye on what I, I was shooting two you cameras. Out of the scene? So I would I'm so for good or for bad, I can compartmentalize. Okay. So I'd be like, okay, for the next five minutes, here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna do the fucking, and I want you to do this, I want you to be on this angle, I want you to light it like this, like get it all set up, and I'm gonna do my thing. Okay. And we will reconvene, and we will reset, and we will, we will figure out the next move. Minute. But for now, I'm fucking. So, but it is a challenge, really. Um, 
Because I feel like it would make you not necessarily be in the moment and be experiencing pleasure because you're more concerned about the angle and what the viewer is seeing. I'm in it for the sex. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go for that as well. Thank you very much. Because I think think viewers are very smart and I think that they would rather see a depiction when it does get like a little feral or a little out of control rather than something that is so contrived orchestrated or contrived yeah. yeah dude oh yep. immediately moving on yeah 100 percent I yeah. watched one last night and this girl was like I could tell this I could tell the noises that were coming out of her were honest mm-hmm. and like she was because she wouldn't move like she wasn't doing the thing where they were like oh change your like she wasn't she wasn't moving and this other girl was was licking both her asshole and playing with her clitoris and I was like she is literally loving the shit out of that and you could see liquid falling out of her vagina and her eyes were rolling in the back of her head and I was like that chick beautiful is what's about to get me off is that she's getting off because that's what the viewer wants yeah absolutely Yes. That's what they want. I agreed. Absolutely agreed. And that's why it's so easy yeah. to be into a performer, follow that performer, yeah. see what it is they like, who do they like to work for, and who do they like to work with. I have three questions. Okay. What is your most favorite porn scene you have ever shot? In the first Do you have an answer? Fallen. I am fucking shocked that you actually have an answer prepared. In the prepared. first Fallen, the orgy scene because... In that scene, I really realized that I didn't have to do what people expected of me at any time, that I only wanted to do what I loved and what felt good. And my second would be um, my trans scene in Jessica Drake is Wicked. Yeah. 100%. Like, those are my top two favorite scenes of all times. Okay. I felt like I can't even tell you. Like, you you almost feel like you had, like... Clothes came off and like beautiful women and dicks were yeah, everywhere. Right. Beautiful women and dicks were everywhere. And I was like, what? what? I just, what? I wanted to be everywhere all at one time. I was drooling. <laughs> I was crawling on the floor. Like I couldn't get to people fast enough. <laughs> I felt so greedy during that scene Ooh, because yeah. I was like, I want you. I want you. I want you. They were like, this wasn't going to be a DP scene. I'm like, but it is now. It's a fucking quad P. It was really going to be all the things. It's all so. of this. It's all of the penetration. Okay. Second question. Second question. What is my second question? Uh, my second question is. Oh, I thought that was my second question. No, 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 <laughs> no. I had another question, but you just blew my mind right now. Um, it was all the beautiful women with dicks. It, seriously, my brain is broken when I was thinking about that. Um, okay, I will think about the second question, but I want you to tell me about your charity. <laughs> that is the no, best segue. Actually, actually, wait, I thought I remembered my question. I want you to tell the listener how in three to five steps to have better anal sex. Ooh. Okay. This is easy. Oh, great. So it is it is all about communication, lubrication, 
and do what works for you. Now, I'll expand on that. Thank you. But it all comes down to communication. So you're going to manage your expectations. What are you comfortable with? Are you only going to do a little anal play around the edges? Are you comfortable with rimming? Are you going to try a pinky? Are you going to try a plug? Are you going to try uh, insertion for the first time? But manage those expectations and know that you have to start on the small, slow side. Um, so that's communication. Lubrication. Good God. Use a lot of lube and then use more lube because, and I recommend gel, which is our water-based anal gel from Wicked Sensual Care. And the reason why is because anytime you insert anything, no matter how lubed up it is, your tight ass does what I call the squeegee effect. So it squeezes all the lube to the, right back to the base of the whatever the item is, whether it's a cock or a plug or a toy or a finger or whatever. So you will uh, remove the item and, the and then is gone. reapply and then insert and then slowly remove, reapply the lube. Like you can never have too much lube. So that's communication, lubrication, and then do what works for you. And by do what works for you, I mean start slow and build. Always start slow and build. And if, if you want a lot of prep, like if you want to do a cold water douche, um, the morning of and then you want to do another one before you go out or whatever like you just or if you just want to take a hot shower and use soap and water like do what works for you and the way that you're going to know what that is is you're going to become very familiar with your own body because you're going to do the homework on your own time by yourself with your own butthole before you start <laughs> sharing it with other people so communication lubrication do what works for you and always only things with a flared base and if you do have a vagina do not ever go back and forth we don't uh, you might see it in movies but don't do that nope bacteria for About. days yes lastly tell me about your charity <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna listen to this interview and they're gonna be like oh this is very you oh dear god this is very you. <laughs> no it's okay though right like i was talking to somebody about this the other day and it is the career that i have had that has afforded me the opportunities to do the rest of the stuff that I do now. To do the work. So, yeah. Uh, like using my powers for good, like we yeah. were talking about earlier. So, helping people is something that I've always been really passionate about. Um, for maybe going on 10 years, I've led Team Wicked, which is now Team Wicked Sensual Care for AIDS Walk LA. And we've raised over $130,000 for APLA Bravo. and AIDS Walk. Um, I used to work with the Downtown Women's Center up until the pandemic, and that's just because they stopped yeah. having volunteers. Yeah. Um, but during the pandemic, I was still going out and helping people who are unhoused because I watched organizations shut down because everybody was on lockdown and everybody was very scared. Yeah. But unfortunately, our, an already vulnerable population of people were becoming even more vulnerable because they didn't have the education or information about COVID. Nobody was out there taking care of them. They were losing social services because things were shutting down. They weren't having um, like check-in centers or soup kitchens, right. like shelter uh, beds yeah. were like bad COVID situations. People were getting evicted from their houses, becoming So more homeless. people yeah. on the more street. People, so no mental health services. It was fucking awful. It was awful. So I, during the day, during lockdown, another one of the things that I was doing was taking care of the people who live on, 
in my area, I'll just say, I'll just say very vaguely, in my area in Los Angeles. So I knew where the encampments were mm -hmm. and I would just put together food boxes every day and that would be like one of the things that I would do. I wasn't the only one out there doing that. I would run into other people doing the same thing, but like, you know, we were in gloves, double masks, face shields because nobody knew anything about COVID except for yeah, everybody was dying. Yeah. There were no vaccines, there was no test for it yet, um, and everybody was terrified. So, like, we were like strangers in the night because we literally were, but like, we would pass other people on the streets and just be like, you know, wave or thanks for doing this work. And I did it for, for the whole, really, throughout the pandemic. And I, about two years ago, during the protests, uh, met up with an amazing group called Feed the Streets, who they've been around since 2015. They started out in someone's kitchen with a group of friends making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and rolling cigarettes. Wow. And giving them out on a person-by-person -person basis. And when I met up with them, they were doing some donation drives to help out with protester support, whether that was like um, some like medical assistance, like very basic medical assistance, or giving water to the protesters, or you know, just being there for people, feeding people, yeah. whatever. So I stopped by a donation drive and I met some of them and like took like a pickup truck full of stuff and just dropped it off. And then continued to take You're care like, of the these people. These are my people. Yes. But I, you know, went back and continued to take care of the people in my neighborhood, whatever. I reached out to them again on Instagram and I was like, I think you set up somewhere every week and I want to come and help you. So I started helping them at a location that we are still at today. And what started as literally a table this big. This is a small table, y'all. Four top. This this size table a box of donuts, some pamphlets, maybe some coffee and some waters, has turned into a line where we're serving hundreds of people every Sunday night with uh, hygiene. We have tents, tarps, sleeping bags, flashlights, um, bedding, uh, all necessary hygiene from toothbrushes and toothpaste to body wipes to condoms and lube, of course, because of course. that's really important. Yeah. And we do about 12 trays in a row of hot food. Oh, wow. So we serve full meals. Plus, we have non-perishable snacks, and then we have like a pastries, sweets section, and then we do hot coffee, hot tea, and then we do a hydration station as well. So we're set up in two locations every Sunday night in LA. One is in Hollywood, where that's the one I run. And then there's one in, on Skid Row. Um, and they set up about an hour before we do. But I mean, anybody that's listening can do this it, right in their own neighborhood. Like yeah. the need is so incredibly great right now. But if you do want to come out and help us, we are on Instagram at feedthestreets underscore LA. And if you are listening to this and you're on the East Coast, we are also Feed the Streets underscore NY for New York. Really? We have a New York chapter, yeah. That's fantastic. So I've been with Feed the Streets now for two years, and I am one of the main people that does all the stuff. You're such a and freaking ridiculous human being. I, I can't with you. It does way more for me. Oh, yeah. It really, like, I am, it's how I spend every Sunday. So I prep on Saturday night, not that kind of prep. Um, 
but on Saturday night, we'll find me at Smart and Final, Walmart, Costco. Um, and then I get up on Sunday morning, and it is Sunday is for cooking. And then by about 4.30, I have my entire car completely loaded up. Like, I have no mirrors on Sunday when I drive to Hollywood. I can't see shit. So, if you see me on the road, watch out. Um, but I fill up the whole car, and we drive it there, and we are very consistent, and we establish community, and we meet people wherever they're at, and all we do is help, not judge. We also do harm reduction, so we do needle exchange, nice. we do Narcan, we nice. do uh, fentanyl test strips, we we do all of that. That's so amazing. That's it's one it's of my the best, heart. It's it is the my best part of these I've heard. I'm I'm literally like I'm so grateful that you have so much passion and so much kindness in your soul. Well, come on out. I will. Yeah. Anybody who's listening can come out. Come yeah, out. Feed the streets Sunday. Come watch. Come donate. Um, yeah, follow whatever. on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram. See the whole journey of all the cooking. How do people follow you on Instagram? Carefully and not like a stalker. <laughs> <laughs> and beware of scammers. There are a lot of oh, fakes out there. Um, but my Instagram is Jessica Drake. Easy breezy. Easy breezy. It's also verified. My Twitter is the Jessica Drake. But on my Twitter, you're going to see all, like, just the sexy stuff. And on Instagram, you're going to see, like, my dogs, feed the streets, my yes. food, like, my life. You as so, a human. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the, there's the fantasy, and then there is the person. And I <laughs> don't know if I can express how pleased I am to know the person. Aww. You got the mashup. And <laughs> it's but they're both great. Like as as a person, I also am a very sexual person. Very like love to talk about sex. Obviously I have a podcast to teach about sex. But I'm also a human being who loves, you know, dogs. Yeah. And I love volunteering and I used to speak in at Dave's class for ten years just because I wanted to teach people about prevention. So I too love understand it. what it's like to just want to give your passion away and like project it into the universe mm -hmm. and I am grateful that there's another human being who not only wants people to have great sex <laughs> but who wants people to be educated and feel loved and feel yeah. safe and feel taken care of yes. so I'm that's the thing super grateful for you thank you I'm I, super grateful for you thank too you. I I this was an amazing episode and I'm just I'm really happy that you were here is there anything it was else perfect. is there anything else you want to plug um, Besides your ass. Not, not in this restaurant. <laughs> not in this restaurant. I don't want you to get kicked out of your favorite spot. It's a teachable moment, everyone. <laughs> it's a demonstration. I don't know. Did we cover everything? I mean, I feel so thorough. Like, you did such a great job. Like, Thank your you. research well, there's was, like, Well, there's clearly more on. we can talk about. I mean. I just wanted to keep it as concise yeah. as possible. Uh, but yeah, please make sure that you follow Jessica. Follow Feed the Streets underscore LA. Follow us at What's Your Position Podcast on Instagram. This is episode 69, Jessica. I got it. I can't fucking believe it. I got a I good did one. That. It's so ridiculous. Good job. It's good job. Good job. Right? Good job. Good, good job. job. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Thank you for checking in. Thank you, husband Kevin Weller, for si sitting in for producer Robert Main. Thank you, husband. Uh, this is my first episode, so. I mean, welcome! <laughs> welcome! <laughs> Yay! Uh, 
Yeah. Hi. Well, yeah. Well, clearly. Uh, and we are going to discuss more about Jessica's Lube in the future, so pay attention, everybody. Uh, remember, please, stay safe, stay kind, and let's, stay sexy. Let's do a giveaway. <gasps> do you want a flashlight and some lube? Can yes. Can you do that? I do, okay. and I can. Okay, surprise. Surprise giveaway. Surprise giveaway. So dun, I, will, dun, dun. I will send you a flashlight. Okay. And some amazing Wicked Sensual Care lube okay. to accompany said flashlight. Okay. I'll even sign it, the flashlight. Okay. Like on the inside, like by my bits. Yes, by the bits. Yeah. So I'll do that. Okay. Um, Maybe throw in something else sure. special, like a little personal okay. something, okay. something that okay. they can smell. While they Ooh, use them. yeah, yeah, yeah. Some little aromatherapy. So it's up to you. We call that ho-romatherapy. Oh, but, oh my God. So it's, it's up to you. So now now it's up to you. You do the terms of the contest. I'll send you the prize. That's okay, all. Okay, fantastic. No we're pressure. Doing, we're doing a giveaway for Jessica Drake's fleshlight signed by her bits with aromatherapy. So now you really have to fucking stay safe, stay kind, stay sexy, and follow the fuck out of me because you ain't winning that shit unless you're following. Love you all so much. Have a great night. Welcome back, fellow humans, to What's Your Position podcast. Back here in Huntington Beach, I'm so grateful you joined us for our uh, two-part episode with Jessica Drake at 1886 Brewery in Orange. We are so grateful that they allowed us to record there. We are so grateful for Jessica Drake and her time that she gave to us. We are very, very grateful for husband Kevin Weller for coming and supporting me and running the tech side of things so I could focus on the guest and good, not good PA good PA he I, was. I promoted him I oh he's, he's a PA he's not an intern yeah, oh that's great I thought about it he's well a that's PA really now. good yeah I mean after two episodes and you know we, a few episodes he's brought us cocktails yeah you know yeah but he did really he, well he's earned his keep I'll, he I'll let him know yeah. he's and gonna he earn minimum dinner. wage he gets he gets us dinner after the yeah, episode yeah let's not even pay him we're just gonna feed him yeah that's how we uh, we really appreciate the uh, authenticity that she brought, and I wanted to share a couple quick things about um, her, remind you that you can find her at numerous places, the first of which being uh, Jessica Drake, um, Wicked, wait a second, Jessica Drake's Guide to Wicked Sex, and then also WickedSensualCare.com. And then also feed the streets underscore LA. So while we were sitting here, I was on Instagram and she has just posted um, that she's out there today, every Sunday, just like she said. And today they posted um, that they are going to be in Yucca, Uh, off Yucca Street in Los Angeles and San Pedro Street in Los Angeles. They posted the supplies that they needed. And if you can't make it, you can Venmo them at F as in Frank, T as in Tom, S as in sex, L as in love, A as in anal, F-T-S-L-A, feed the streets L-A. You can Venmo them, um, support a good cause, uh, support Jessica Drake in her ventures outside of keeping people sexually active and happy. Um, Yeah, she's amazing. We actually talked a little bit about 
a little bit after the podcast was over, we stayed for like 30 more minutes and she talked to Kevin and I about where she's traveled to and she's gone to Haiti and built homes for people. Um, she went to Africa for six weeks and built homes for individuals. She showed us a picture of her on a roof with a nail gun. <laughs> with a nail gun. And I was like, that is so many people's fantasy is Jessica Drake with a nail gun. She's like, I know. Uh, it was an amazing conversation, one I hope to have again soon. Um, and What's Your Position will absolutely be helping Feed the Streets L.A., as well as, I'm sure if you just finished listening to the episode, you heard her and she interrupted my outro. I said, stay safe, stay kind. And she said, you want to do a giveaway with one of my fleshlights? I'll sign the naughty bits. And I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> so as you heard, Jessica Drake is going to be mailing me her very own fleshlight that it was molded from her vagina and she's going to sign the naughty bits. Am I allowed to enter? You are. Really? Uh, oh, no, that doesn't not. seem fair. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, she she is going <laughs> to send us one of those as well as a gift care, uh, gift package of lubes and whatnot. Um, and we are going to do a massive giveaway um, that is most likely going to incorporate Feed the Streets um, as far as entries are concerned and things of that nature because it's a pretty big deal and I want to make sure we give back to communities as well. I also wanted to remind everyone that porn is a tale as old as time and has been around since the dawn of civilization. Yeah, it's on cave paintings, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, Cave paintings, clay sculptures that they have found from prehistoric Mesopotamia. We're talking 30,000 years old. Erotic material has been around. Porn is not the enemy here. Uh, the enemy is us treating porn as sex education or us treating porn as the only way for us to have sex. Um, it's really important that you get good sex education. And if that means you go out and get it on your own, then that's what you do. It's also very important that you seek out ethical pornography to make sure everyone is of legal age, everyone is consenting, and pleasure is number one. It isn't just about um, the cum shot, the blowjob, the the you know the money shot. Yeah, what I've learned from this podcast, apparently the lady needs to come too. It's, it's exactly it's not correct. just the dude. It's not just the dude. That's I'm just, so glad that you've learned I, that. It took me a long time. And it's, you I, know, I if blame anything, the, I blame the public education system. I do too, which yeah. is funny. We're yeah. going to do a quickie about about what I didn't learn in elementary school and high school about sex education. So a um, couple quick shout outs for Sons Brewing, one of the greatest breweries on the planet. Uh, we love them so much. Three locations. I felt in bad. Huntington I went Beach. to a different brewery today. It's okay. They like for and, you. But, to, but you know what? They go to other breweries too. They always do. Oh, I think I left it in my car. I was wearing my four sons hoodie. Nice. <laughs> and I was like thinking maybe they'd give me like, oh yeah, maybe like a friendly like a, shout like out. Nod, didn't even no. didn't even ah, mention it. So fucked up. Not even gonna mention this. We do love four yeah. sons, uh, and they love other breweries. They go all this the time. This place wasn't as good. Obviously, duh. Uh, no. Four Sons is located in Huntington Beach, but you can get their beer online. You can also get their beer in Costco. Um, we love them so much. Foursonsbrewing.com. Also, Laurels. Laurels for protection, laurels for pleasure. How do you spell that? L-O-R-A-L-S. Yeah, that's Go a, to that took me a second. My Laurels. And if you think about it, it's oral with an L in front of it. Got it. MyLaurels.com is where you can purchase your very own four pack of their disposable latex undies. And this is good for having safe oral sex, safe rimming sex, um, safe tripping sex. This is FDA approved latex. That's crazy. First time. The first time they've had an FDA approved product for STIs that isn't a condom. And Robert, 
Ashley. They taste like vanilla. Yeah. Like. Are they going to do more flavors though? I don't know. But it's not it's a, condom flavor. It's a good, good starting off point. I'm not complaining. But yeah. what is a great idea is well, for you. Well, they have flavored condoms. But for you to mix laurels no, with lube. And the lube that you should mix it oh. with is the Jessica Drake Wicked Sensuals because they well have done. flavors like peach and Ooh. strawberry. Okay. They have vanilla. So you could do vanilla, vanilla. But mm. these are amazing with lubrication. So it makes everything slippery and sexy. You can use this for kink, um, for impact play, um, for um, sensual play with like different, uh, like sensation play with different textures and feelings. Dude, just lounging. Or just hanging out. I bet, I, they look really comfortable. They do look really comfortable. I mean, they're more. I actually can't wait to try them. It's on. kind of for the ladies, but they do say it's. Well, for, it's absolutely for the ladies, except you can do it with rimming and then licking the butthole. Yeah. So the, and also dry humping too. So if you want to dry hump with them on, but that's where the that's where the lube comes in. Um, but we love them. Use my discount code. What's your position? Podcast, all one word. And if you happen to go to Four Sons, tell them Ashley at What's Your Position sent you. Um, they may not give you a free beer, but they may high five you. And who doesn't want a high five? A tip, a tip big. Then they might tip big. Then they might give you a free. And beer. then with laurels too. We we get a little kickback. We so do. We get a little love from laurels. Yeah. And who doesn't want a little love for their favorite podcast? Um, uh, we are so thankful that Jessica Drake gave us this opportunity. Um, we're happy that we were able to split it into two episodes so we don't force you to listen to a three-hour <laughs> episode. I try to be mindful, everybody. I really do. It's hard, though. I sometimes sometimes I really want to just keep talking to these people. Yeah, more often than not, just, our guests will go, wow, what? Where'd the time I go? I know. Like, Even yeah. she, like, when we were done recording, she kept, I was, like, getting up. I'm like, I'm sorry. I've taken your time. And she's like, no, stay and talk to me. I'm like, <laughs> we talked for like 45 more minutes after we were done recording. So it isn't just us that enjoys the time. It's the guests as well. And we hope you as a listener enjoy. We hope you enjoy it so much that you follow us on Instagram at What's Your Position Podcast. We hope that you enjoy us so much. Follow us on YouTube. That you follow us on YouTube where you can see our beautiful faces and watch me rock out to music that you can't hear. Um, we also hope that you follow no, they, us. They can hear it. We just have ads. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. Like right now. Can when they I, hear this? Mm-hmm. Can they? That's, yeah. They don't take it out like Instagram does. I don't think so. Uh, they just put uh, ads and we can't make uh, money on it uh. yet. By the way, Russia keeps blocking us, but fuck them. Um, yeah, I don't care about that. So weird. Uh, make sure you download, like, share, follow, tell a friend, and call us. Yes, please. 513-69-69-SEX. That I, is a real number. Say it again. 513 Sex. Call us. Leave us a voicemail. Tell us how you're doing. Tell us what you're thinking. Tell us if you want us to talk to you about a specific topic or if you just want to tell us you love us. I would appreciate it. Um, who doesn't love a fucking compliment? More than anything, we love you. We thank you for being listeners. We thank you for tuning in. We hope that this was educational and helpful. And as always, producer, what do we do? Oh, I'm doing it? Oh, yeah. No, 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 you do it. I already did it five minutes ago in the end of Jessica Drake's episode. You Uh, do it. What is it? Stay, uh, I think it's safe. Yeah. Uh, Stay kind. That's right. Stay sexy. Amen, brother. What's Your Position podcast represents the opinions of Ashley Weller and her guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice 
and is intended for education and entertainment purposes only. Views and opinions expressed in the podcast are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. While we make every effort to ensure the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions, or correction of error. Stay safe, stay kind, and stay sexy.